podcast is sponsored by Ulrich and Short. Are you looking to reformulate and simplify your products to meet consumer demands? Ulrich and Short are designers and suppliers of clean and plant-based functional ingredients. Helping food manufacturers to solve process challenges, simplify label declarations and improve nutritional profiles. To speak to a development technologist, visit www.cleanlabelingredients.com. Welcome to the O for Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the joys and struggles of working in the food industry so you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts. Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, food industry coach. We've worked in the food industry for the last 20 years, and we're here to share with you the benefit of our hindsight. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Over Food's Sake. So today we are doing one of our book reviews. We haven't done one for a while uh, because we've been a bit busy, not, <laughs> not reading too much. But we wanted to do this episode because this is a book which Amy introduced me to. And I have to say, I haven't actually read the book. I've read around the book, listened to podcasts about the book and listened to Amy. And I think Amy is an expert in this area, (laughs) Um, but she absolutely does not think she is. But we wanted to do a podcast on this because it's such a brilliant concept. I love the way that Professor Stephen Peters talks about the brain and it had a real impact on Amy. So um, that's why we wanted to share our thoughts and our review, well, Amy's review of this book. Oh, um, I'm definitely not an expert. My gym, my gym <laughs> does not like you. Well, no, my human doesn't like me calling you calling an expert. But what you're an expert at is talking about how it's helped you. Yes. And and helping and sharing it with other people to help them, which is what you've done. And yeah. that's, that's the key. Yeah. And I think the beauty of this book is the fact that it simplifies something really, really complex, Mm. which is our brain and makes it super simple. Now, the first time I hit the book came out in 2012, which, you know, is actually the same year I had my burnout, but I was not in a place to be reading a book like this at that point. But um, I actually discovered it in 2017. So what's that like six years ago now? And I can honestly say that reading it changed my life. Like, (laughs) It sounds dramatic, doesn't it? But it really changed for me because at the time I'd just got a diagnosis of fibromyalgia on top of having ME that was all part of the the fallout of me getting burnout. And anybody that's listening that has any sort of chronic illness, then you know that you try everything that you possibly can, you know, particularly when it's an illness that cannot be cured with drugs or, you know, conventional medicine doesn't work. So I'd been looking at loads and loads of different things that might help me. And I'd been doing some brain retraining stuff, um, which I won't go into because it's kind of not not relevant, but I guess it's what opened my eyes up to the fact that you could change the, you could change your thoughts and the way you think and the way you handle your emotions actually has a massive effect on Mm. not just life in general and your happiness, but on your body as well. So that was a massive thing for me. 
And Steve Peters is, um, he's a consultant psychiatrist and he is, you know, he focuses on the function of the human brain, but he became famous really because he did some, um, he helped the Olympic teams, lots of different athletes, because we all know, don't we, that athletes train and train and train, but it's mindset that gets them over the line and gets them the gold medals. But do we only know that because of this work? Because I think a lot of these athletes, they didn't realise, it was almost by mistake that they realised that it was, well, they didn't, well, no, sorry, let me go back. I think they were amazed at the impact it had. So mindset was an element, but I don't think anybody realised just how big an element it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously been lots of, lots and lots of different research on mindset and all of that sort of stuff. And really like coaching, like coaching, like I do now, it's come from um, sports coaching and actually Mm. through time, people have realized that it isn't just about um, the physical training and it's, and I can see the same, you know, I've just recently got a PT. She, a lot of what she does is help me with my mindset and keep me motivated. That is very, it's not actually the physical work that matters. So mind over matter. Yeah, basically. So the book is quite long and it's got lots of stuff in it, but we'll try, I'll try and do what I do, which is simplify it. And me and Lucy use this model when we are talking, particularly, it doesn't actually, it's not just MPD teams, but anybody that gets into a situation where their chimp is activated. So I'll explain what I mean by the chimp to start with. So the crux of the book is this chimp model. And what he does is um, separate the three parts of your brain. So you have the chimp, the human, and the computer. And the chimp is is actually the um, reptilian kind of part of your brain, the amygdala, all the bits that it's like the real primal bit of your brain. So it's the bit that gets really emotional. It's the bit that gets, how I always say, it's the bit that gets hangry. It's the bit that loses its shit in a meeting because it doesn't like the way somebody's spoken to you. It's that that feeling that you get inside where you do feel a little bit primal and that might be yeah. anger, it might be stuff like that, but it might be, oh my God, I feel really upset and I'm really scared and fearful. It's oh. that it's, it's the, like that immediate reaction that you have, isn't yeah. it? Like the your, like your instinct in you, like yeah. that you feel like you can't control. Yeah, it's the fight, fight, flight, or freeze bit. Um, it's the bit that makes you go red when you walk up and on stage or whatever. And yeah, so the chimp itself is not good or not bad. It's just a chimp and it's part of your brain and All the chimp wants to do is make sure that you survive. That's its job. Um, And it doesn't care whether you survive and you're happy or you survive and you're miserable. And that's where, you know, we need this part of our brain because it's the bit that stops us walking out in front of cars. It's the bit that makes us um, prepare for a meeting because we're a little bit scared about how it's going to go. It does all of those things, um, but it's driven by very primal things that aren't necessarily that rational (laughs) or that appropriate in the modern world because that's the human part of your brain and the human I always just describe it as it's the grown-up bit basically but it's the bit that is rational that bases its thoughts and facts on logic it's the bit of you that even though you are absolutely wanting to kill your partner because he hasn't unloaded dishwasher that might just go well, actually, there might have been a reason. Let's have a chat. Um, 
I'll talk to him rationally about it because if I lose it, it's not going to, you know, we're not going to get anywhere with it. It's quite hard sometimes to engage that, that human. And the human is much more like, you know, they're much more social. They much, they, they care about the group and, and the chimp does as well. The chimp wants to be part of a tribe, but the, the drivers are slightly different. Um, and am I, am I right in saying, Amy, that the human is who you, who you really are? Yeah. Like that's who you are. Yeah. That's the true essence of you. Yeah. It's the yeah. bit of you that wants to be the best version of themselves. And you know, the bit that does want to get out of bed as soon as you wake up and then you wake up and your chimp's going, no, get, don't get out of bed. It happened to me this morning. I was like, I could get up and do my PT session. And my chimp's going, but just lie here a bit longer. You deserve uh, a lie-in, you know. So uh, uh, actually the true me wanted to get up. Do you think, because there's, there might be danger in you doing the, the PT from like a instinctive yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. human knows all the good reasons why <laughs> you should you should do it. Yeah, yeah. So the chimp sab- does sabotage you, but it is doing it from a place of keeping like, you safe, keeping you safe. And it's the same, like it's a similar sort of concept, isn't it, that we've talked about before in terms of like inner critic. I've talked about my inner maud before, haven't yeah. I? Like, yeah. Basically, my chimp is maud. It's it's pretty much the same thing. And then the third bit of the chimp model is your computer. And this is the bit that um, stores everything. And this is the bit that sort of creates some of those um, things that you do on autopilot. So it's really useful to have that because otherwise you'd need to learn every morning how to brush your teeth. (laughs) We know how to brush our teeth because it just comes naturally because we just do it. Um, but what it can also, and it gets loaded up, I've talked about this concept before as well, um, all your beliefs, your habits, your values, they all build up over time, right, right from infancy, everything you see here, believe gets stored in that computer and they can be positive things, but sometimes they can be things that hold you back and the, the habits and um, negative beliefs that you have have got as a child, Steve Peters calls those goblins because they're really, really hard to get rid of. Mm. And this is a lot of the work that coaches do is trying to get to the crux of what the goblin is and try and try and you get have rid to of the goblin. Them. Yeah, because when I've listened to um, him talk about goblins and gremlins, the goblins you 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 can't really get rid of, rid of but you have mm. to accept that they're there and understand what to to do with them whereas the gremlins are habits that you've picked up later in life which you you can exercise out yeah and i i thought that was a really what i really like about this because it's based on science mm. is that it's not all about oh we can work out what what to do and we can fix it it's you really look inside yourself, start to understand and actually accept certain things, mm-hmm. find workarounds. And I find there's something quite refreshing in that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, because some of these things can be really deep-rooted. So you'll never, I, I hate saying that, I don't know that there is ever a never because I do think there's a lot you can do with retraining your brain. But like, say if you've got really, really low self-worth and you feel like you're not good enough, you're not good enough at anything, 
that potentially is a goblin that's come from a very young age, you know, for whatever reason. And we're not blaming the parents here. We're just, you know, stating facts about where that might have come from because it can be genetically predisposed to think negatively and stuff like that as well. Um, You're probably never going to get to being, I am amazing and I am brilliant at everything, but you might be able to accept that sometimes you think that about yourself, but it's not actually true. And that's why I always get people to do things like to lists and stuff like that, to gather the evidence that it's not necessarily true. And the other thing, so the gremlins bit that he talks about, what we want to do is the gremlins, when you recognize them coming up, and I do this loads with clients, I don't necessarily use this model, but it's a, it's a bit of a, like a CBT approach where you notice those negative thoughts coming out and then you re- replace them with another like autopilot. So when I was going through this and I was doing this other brain retraining stuff that I that helped me with my ME symptoms, I had this whole mantra in my head that I had learned about visualizing being healthy. And um, whenever I got negative thoughts about I'm going to get ill again, I'm going to do this Whenever, like basically the chimp this morning that didn't want me to get up and do PT because it's like last time you got fit and healthy, you got ME, so you can't do that again. I go, stop, stop, stop. I choose positive health. And I've learned, you know, I've done it enough now that Mm. it might take a while to notice that the gremlin's talking to me, Mm. but I managed to stop it. it. Yeah. 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 So that is the model, the chimp model. And it gets you, like when you get further into the book, he talks about that the model is really, really helpful for you to think about the different parts of your life. Um, So he, you know, that's the inner mind bit, but then he uses the chimp model to help you understand how you relate to others, how you communicate with others. You know, are you, have you got two chimps talking to each other or a human and a chimp? You know, there's no point in two chimps talking to each other. You're never going to get anywhere. You know, and if somebody else's chimp has come out, don't fight back with your own chimp, you know, come back with the human, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got, he basically has all the formulas in there for um, what's going to help you feel, you know, get healthier, be more successful and be happier. It's like the perfect book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and what I really like about it is he talks about, he, he says, when he talks about it, he says that he really loves his chimp. Like mm. it, the chimp isn't bad. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's, it's a way of, it's a way of understanding each of these areas and allowing them to all live inside you in harmony yeah. and allowing it all to work for the better for you. Yes. So your human can come through in the best way. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it is about accepting that chimp and actually some of the stuff that you can do and what the book recommends is because when we do it in training, we go straight into how to manage a chimp. But actually what Steve talks about is nurturing your chimp before you even start trying to manage your chimp. Because we'll talk about managing a chimp because I think for the listeners in the like work career context, that's useful, like what we do in their training. But um, nurturing your chimp, other, you know, other psychologists or, you know, other, that the whole point is like, there isn't actually a chimp in your head. This is a model to help you understand how your brain works. But other people might call that your inner child or, you know, whatever. But I just yeah. found that's too fluffy for me, but the chimp works for me. 
Um, and you know, the, that chimp wants to know that you're going to look after it. It, it needs to feel like it's been listened to. It feels, needs to feel nurtured. And that is doing the, the boring stuff like self-care and, um, you know, exercising and doing all the things that are going to take care of your body and your mind, your chimp is going to feel a lot safer. Yeah. And when your chimp feels safe, it doesn't, it's not as reactive. It's not as likely to fly off the handle. And if you think about it, you can really see it. Like if you've got kids and you're listening on the, on the days when you've taken some time out and you've looked after yourself a little bit more, you're less likely to flip out of the kids over the tiniest thing. That's because you've nurtured your chimp and you've given yourself some time out. And it's so cheesy, isn't it? It's like the, you know, you've got, you can't pour from an empty cup and all of those, (laughs) you know, all those inspirational quotes that you see, but that's the reality. (laughs) This is the science, isn't it? It's like, Yeah. It doesn't That's need what to- I love about it. It's, <laughs> yeah. This is what is so brilliant about this book because, and I think it's so clever because neuroscience is such a complicated area and he manages to take something that's really, really complex, but make it really digestible and understandable that you can really relate to and you can yeah. see it in your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your chimp, it's relaxed. It feels safe. You're less likely to fly. It's like, it's basically a way of helping you to manage your emotions is by looking after yourself in the first place. Who knew? Um, But also it's recognizing that in this modern day world, because the chimp will always be looking over its shoulder. The chimp is always looking out for danger. Even when it's relaxed, it's kind of like on tenterhooks. Like think like a meerkat looking around going, what's coming up behind us kind of thing. And that was a really good evolutionary thing that has kept us safe. It means that, you know, we're not extinct because we've always been able to look out for ourselves. But the problem is that that chimp sees an email notification, a launch date going back, a, um, I can't think of anything else, uh, somebody, uh, an aggressive person in a feasibility meeting. An unreasonable meeting. request. Yes, unreasonable request, <laughs> aggressive person in a feasibility meeting. They see all of those things as a threat, like a threat to their life, their safety, their, you know, all of that stuff. And that's when they were, they're likely to flip out. And by flip out, that's either potentially go aggressive or it's fight, flight or freeze, basically. So get aggressive, shout back at the person in the meeting. That's not a very grown up human thing to do or just go mute and let that other person get away with it or like avoid the meeting in the first place. Run away. away. So when we do this in workshops in real life, you can book a workshop with me and Lucy. We're always rubbish at advertising our services on the podcast. We need to remember to do that. But we do use this when we do um, communication skills workshops with MPD teams, because what we get them to do is go and look at some different scenarios, like all the things that we do you know, that happen to us daily. Like say, if you're working at a retailer, the, the, the supplier lets you down and doesn't, doesn't deliver the samples and you've got to go into the senior team meeting and tell them why. Or um, your launch samples arrive and they've got 
the wrong ingredient in or you know I was just gonna like, say maggots do you remember my figure oh, I, I know I was gonna say that and I thought mm, no, that sounds too extreme <laughs> it's happened in my life <laughs> but so there's three things that Steve talks about that you can do and you can do them in a certain order like sometimes you Generally, on the whole, everyone wants to have a vent, don't they, when something bad's happened. So that is what he would call exercising the chimp. And that's about letting your chimp get the emotion out, say what needs to be said, and doing it in a safe container. So you do it with somebody that you can trust. You don't do it in the open office because that's not going to, you know, that could be career limiting. But you find your trusted people, your tribe that you can go and have a vent to. And sometimes... The chimp needs to do that more than once. But what you need to recognize is, is the chimp doing it too much? Are you letting the chimp take over and catastrophize and go off on a, on a tangent? Because at that point, you probably need to be thinking about boxing the chimp. And boxing the chimp is about rationalizing with it. So that is getting the human bit of you to get really clear on what, what are the facts, what actually has happened. Um, you know, basically, one of the examples I use is not is like you convince yourself, don't you, that another person thinks this about you or has said this about you or whatever. Go and have the conversation with that person and find out what they've actually said or what has actually happened. And that's going to help to box your chimp because you're effectively trying to rationalize with a, a, a raging yeah. monkey. And then the other bit that he talks about, so, so with the, sorry, I'm, do, I'm flying around, my chimp's going, oh, you forgot that bit, Amy. What yeah. if Steve Peters ever listens to your podcast? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I think he'd be very proud. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not going to ever listen to the podcast anyway. But um, what he does say is you, sometimes you can go straight to boxing it if it's not too big a thing or whatever, but sometimes if you try to go straight to boxing it without letting somebody get it, get a bit of having a bit of a vent, that's not helpful because the chimp is just going to be like, no, I want to be heard. I want to be heard. And I just think about those situations where I've had like a difficult team member and you've had to give them some feedback and you've got them in a room and you're trying to be all rational and they're like, you know, like literally like a monkey, let them have their say because we all want to feel heard. So, so yeah. sometimes you need to do that. So that's how the exercise and box it bit work. But you can also feed it bananas. I love the analogies that he uses because <laughs> it just makes it really easy to remember. <laughs> so you, there's two different types of bananas. There's distraction bananas and reward bananas. So reward bananas, they're quite easy to like describe. So they are oh, your chimp's going, I don't want to do any more emails and I don't want to finish this presentation. I don't want to do this. You know, all of that thought process is going on in your head. And you're like, if I just get this done in the next half an hour, I'm going to treat myself to a coffee and a mm-hmm. cake, whatever. Um, so <laughs> whenever we do this with teams, it's always like, what's the, <laughs> what's the banana? And they're like, glass of wine at the end of yeah. the day. I'm like, we're going to breed of like... <laughs> industry of alcoholics <laughs> wine chocolate yeah it's always wine and chocolate <laughs> um, wine chocolate cake wine chocolate cake <laughs> but the other thing that you can do is use distraction bananas so i think a good way of describing this is when you have a toddler and you try and redirect them and you like 
they you know when they're like really really upset and you're like oh I look mean, there's an airplane in the sky yeah. <laughs> is that a helicopter <laughs> yeah. um yeah that's and what I would say is that's a short-term strategy we know as parents we shouldn't always be doing that because sometimes because they need to feel validated. They need to feel heard, all of that sort of stuff. But sometimes when you've just got to get out of the supermarket, you've got to distract the toddler or the chimp. Um, So, so it can, you know, it can be things like pushing it down, which, you know, is not my favorite thing to do, like pushing down and not worrying about it, but always like promising that you'll come back and let the chimp have a vent later in the day. It's biting your tongue in a meeting, you know, it's that sort of thing. And that, and I, and that's why, I think this book is so powerful because it's just that it's it's recognizing when you need to push things down but sort of telling yourself I'm going to come back to that later and I'm not going to let it fester. Yeah. And the other thing is as well isn't it it's recognizing other people's chimps. Yeah. Which then lets you your chimp be less active in those situations because your human can go, well, that was totally irrational and not like that person. Instead of reacting with your chimp, you can be, you can sort of be a bit more compassionate and think there's clearly something going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Let's come back to them when they've calmed down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's emotional intelligence, isn't it? You know, that we talk about quite a lot, but as soon as you start to understand yourself better, understand how your brain works, understand yourself better, you then start to understand other people better and realize that we're all different because our computers are different. Our chimps are fairly primal and fairly similar, but the way we react might be different based on the computer. And that is all our values, beliefs, everything that we have been brought up to believe. And when your chimp is getting really frustrated with somebody else's chimp, because they see something so differently to you, to realize that, 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 their reality it's like perfectionism like we talk about perfect perfect is different to different from different perspectives mm. and also somebody's perspective may be completely different to you because they're they've been brought up in a completely different way they've got different genes we are all different and having that empathy and understanding just makes life so much calmer mm. yeah it does yeah. it does and i would just want to go back to what you were saying earlier about because I think what's also really important in this book is about acknowledging that your computer is the bit that you can train. Yeah. And that that's the bit that is really important. And actually that goes back to another one of our book reviews, <laughs> The Habit. Yes. What's, that, what's the title? Uh, Atomic Habits by Atomic James Habits. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. Atomic Habits. <laughs> um, that's all about creating those habits and that's your computer, isn't it? Yeah. And that's the um, replacing the automatic negative thoughts with more positive thoughts or or finding different ways of um, retraining retraining your brain to, to just think differently in that moment. And yeah. it, I honestly, 10 years ago, if somebody had said to me, retrain your brain, you will feel loads better physically, you'll feel loads better mentally, I'd have thought that they were insane, but it's worked for me <laughs> and it obviously works for a lot of other people. And actually you recently, um, you know, I've talked about this openly before, f- you know, my limiting beliefs or, or um, gremlins as Steve Peters would call them have all been about doing exercise because when I burnt out, I was exercising a lot and I've managed, <laughs> my chimp has decided that it wasn't all, you know, it wasn't the divorce I went through 
or all the other things going on. It yeah. must have been the exercise because my chimps yeah, decided that or my computers decided that. And I'm in the process of retraining my computer again. And, you know, I'm four or five weeks into seeing a PT, which has been a massive, massive thing for me to push myself out of that comfort zone. But it's been coming back to the chimp paradox that's made me realize this is not true. Like this was true 10 years ago. This is not true now. You can, you know, you can start experimenting. You can start doing it again. And my chimp is so happy with me. Yeah. And you're enjoying it, aren't you? Yeah. It's working. It's working. <laughs> when, I said I might, me. when I said I might be late for recording this morning because I was doing a PT session, I'm sure Lucy nearly fell off yeah. her chair. Well, I, well, I was like, <laughs> yes, Amy, yes. And I've done yoga two days in a row, three oh, days in a row. Brilliant. Your chimp will so be happy too. Well. We're both doing well. Mm. If you want to know more about this, if Amy has whet your appetite to know more about this, um, there's loads of other resources, isn't there? There's a um, podcast that Steve and Bartlett's just done with Steve Peters, Diary of a CEO, my favourite. Yeah, um, it's a brilliant one. And there's also there's also like a member. It's not like a membership that you have to pay for, but I'm in this. There's a something called the Troop. So if you go to Steve Peters' website, um, you can sign up and you get weekly emails, and they do do podcasts oh, yeah. and stuff. And they um, cool. they have it's not all from him, but they have people that know that are like trained facilitators in it um that answer people's questions about how to manage a chimp so it is you know there's a world of resources there yeah around this he's got a new book hasn't it? it's just come out walking through the jungle or something yeah it's like the next step on yeah and he's got it's for kids as well my hidden chimp yeah my hidden chimp yeah it's like a work it's like a workbook i've 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 seen it and actually i know it's for kids but actually if you don't want to delve if you like words and pictures yeah. and more visual like me is what I'm trying to say yeah is that's that's a quick way of seeing more of this yeah and understanding really it yeah yeah cool well I hope you found that useful I know there's some people that were that are already Chimp Paradox fans so I'm sure they'll be loving this episode too but um as ever come and talk to us about it in the Facebook group if you yeah. want us to come in and talk to your team about how they can manage their chimps in those dreaded yeah. feasibility meetings and and recognize other people's chimps i loved it when we did this somebody asked us a question are some people's chimps bigger than other people's chimps <laughs> we were like <laughs> basically some people yeah. are just yeah some people are just great big chimps racing around <laughs> and everybody else in the room was like we know who you're talking about <laughs> so hope you found that useful and we'll see you next time see you next time bye Thank you for joining us today and we hope that this has been useful to you. As ever, we would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. It really does help us reach and support more foodies out there. We'd also love it if you'd come and join us in the Facebook group, the Over Food Sake community. And if you want to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and training and can be found on LinkedIn as Lucy Wager. And if you want to reach out to Amy for any one-to-one coaching, group facilitation or training, then contact her on LinkedIn at Amy Wilkinson Coach. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Ulrich and Short. Are you looking to reformulate and simplify your products to meet consumer demands? Ulrich and Short are designers and suppliers of clean and plant-based functional ingredients.
helping food manufacturers to solve process challenges, simplify label declarations, and improve nutritional profiles. To speak to a development technologist, visit www.cleanlabelingredients.com. Mm-hmm.